Hello there. It's time for most things Kenobi. Shouldn't it be all things Kenobi? Hmm. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Most Things Kenobi, a podcast about Obi-Wan Kenobi and all things Star Wars. I'm your host, Lauren. And I'm your host, Leanne. And I'm your other host, Obi-Wan Kenobi, or James Arnold Taylor. Take your pick. Or Jedi Master Plo Koon. Oh, even better. (laughs) Reiko Hardeen. Yes. No, we don't want Reiko Hardeen, because we know what he did to Obi-Wan. We do know. Bad man. How about O.C. Sobek? Your Jedi resolve will get you nowhere. Leanne, it's your favorite. It's the Christopher Walken meets Al Pacino. I'm telling you. (laughs) Of all the characters. Oh, man. We're off to a smashing start. I've completely crashed your your party here. We derailed We're starting. It's all fine. And then I come in and start doing voices. You fit right in. Okay. That's kind of why you're here. Okay, good. Everybody, welcome. The incredible, the man himself, James Arnold Taylor, a.k.a. every voice you just heard, (laughs) (laughs) but Obi-Wan to all of us. Welcome to the show. Yes. (laughs) Welcome to Most Things Kenobi, although today will be more, even more Most Things Kenobi. (laughs) Mostly Kenobi. Mostly. (laughs) You know, can we just say... Hmm. We never expected you to even send us one intro to oh, the show, and yeah. you were so kind and generous well, that you sent us a bunch, and everyone just loves it. And oh, good! <laughs> it was such a treat, and you've you've just been so kind, and so well. Thank you. From Lauren and I, you're just you're just wonderful. And well, you're thank a you. Of well, the show. <laughs> likewise, though, I love the show. I love what you do. I love what you represent in the show, and the goodness and the kindness of Star Wars and Star Wars fans, and just the the whole world of all of that that we've endured over the last few years. This is a a, a haven for all mm-hmm. of us to sit back, relax, and realize it. Oh, that's right. It's there's still a lot of fun in the world. So well done, you. Oh, oh thank you. Thank you. Yeah. That's yeah. quite a compliment. <laughs> it is. I mean, we really, if we try to stay on the positive side of Star Wars. There's a lot yeah. of toxicity out in the world, and we don't want to be part of that. So Yeah. And some goofy, fun stuff, too, you do every once Absolutely. in a while. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. we do. We, we delve into it. We have a question for you later that will entail Ooh, I'm, in, and, I'm intrigued. Yes, yes it, it'll be in the very end of this episode. Just a, just a quick uh, one or two rapid fire questions for okay, you. Okay, good. I like it. We yes. think you'll love them. Anakin uh, <laughs> does that to me every once in a while as well. Oh, well, <laughs> I don't know if you know this, huh. but I represent Anakin on this show and she represents yes, Obi-Wan. Yes, <laughs> I actually do know that. Yes. Okay, excellent. Um, so now, and here's a little secret for you all. Although, I'm, I don't know if people know this or not. So Matt Lanter and I both live in the same neighborhood. And he lives down the street from me, although he lives, I should say, up the street because he has, you know, the big Hollywood money, the big TV and film money. So he's got (laughs) he's got the big house on the hill. So he lives above me. So you see where I'm going. He has the high ground. He has the high ground. (laughs) And he reminds me. He reminds me of it all the time. Does he? That's appropriate. That is absolutely appropriate because, (laughs) you know, in. In the Clone Wars, Obi-Wan and Anakin are very much like an old married couple at times. <laughs> yes, they are. It's like uh, a When Harry like... Met Sally version yes, of it is what they yes. should do. 
they play off of one another so well. And it's such a thing. Just, I'm glad it carries on in real life. Oh, absolutely. We are like brothers and we see That's each great. other. So uh, in fact, I just got back from seeing him and Ashley at a uh, Comic-Con in Huntsville, Alabama. Oh, wonderful. And we had nice. a wonderful time. And then we're off in another week to Indianapolis and then Detroit and then Arizona and then Miami and then Boston and then oh my gosh, a lot of different places. So 15 years of Clone Wars. So there you go. I, it's great. Amazing. And we were We were at that panel. We were cheering. Yes. yes. Thank crying. You. We were laughing. That was, was pretty great. fun, wasn't it? Yeah. So that sorry. Amazing. I've derailed all the, the way that you're doing. It's just you have questions and stuff. Do your oh, thing. I, this is, we were <laughs> this we is just great. Them yeah. as a guide. This is the we preamble. Were just flowing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we love a good preamble. <laughs> so what? I don't so know. Go ahead. I was yeah. thinking of my mother in the last episode where she gave a she gave a she, opening statement. She, yes. My mother gave an opening statement on our oh. 100th episode. Um, oh my goodness, I didn't hear that one yet. I have to oh, she's, I, okay. she's the second one. So if you if you don't have time, right. she's a riot. She drops the phone. It's a whole thing. Well, no, I'll so, listen to the whole thing. Yeah. It's long, James. It's, it's very two and long. a half hours. It's it's very long. It's well, a commitment. That it's one. good. It's like when you're doing stuff around the house and everything. Mm-hmm. That's what I love yeah. about podcasts. You know, I mean, it's like my podcast talking to myself when I first came out, it was like 90 minutes to two hours at times. And I go, yeah. it's too long. And people go, no, I like it. And I was like, okay. Yeah. So then I do a half hour version and people are like, oh, it's only a half hour. And you're like, okay. Yeah. So. We, yeah, <laughs> we have the same. Middle. <laughs> we'll do a marathon today. Four hours. This is the okay. four hour. <laughs> How, well, see, I'm, I'm listening to your podcast. Mm, that's good water. Oh, well, it will be coming back. It's taken a hiatus for the last year, but you know, I can tell you about that later, but yeah, I've just took some time off, but I'm, I'm coming back. And a lot of people at the shows have been asking, when's the podcast coming back? And I've, you've all been very kind. Both of you've been very kind to uh, support my podcast. So thank you. For sure. It's great. It's really entertaining. (laughs) I always have it on when I'm working and I laughed so hard in the last episode when Billy (laughs) ran through the door and knocked all this stuff down. Oh yeah. Well, you know, Billy gets very excited and he likes to come in and get, you know, I, I wanted to get you some coffee for, you know, most of these can help me. I, I don't drink coffee, Billy. I know, but I thought it might be nice, you know, if you have you all in there and do that. Let me check the microphone. Hello, 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 hello. People that don't know my podcast now are going, what the heck is going on? Well, now they have to watch or listen yeah, to listen, it to find yeah. out. That's exactly it. It's very yeah. intriguing. <laughs> I thought about having cameras in there, too, and then people could see the craziness of just one person doing all oh, this. If we stuff. had cameras, it would be an absolute... I don't know what people would tune out. Yeah, (laughs) we have all kinds of things going on. My cat, number one. Uh, uh, Her dog, number two. But yeah, there are co-hosts. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Now, tell me the your cat's name and your dog's name. Clarence Clarence. is my cat's name. I like that. That's a good name for a cat. Well, it's named after Bruce Springsteen's. uh, Oh, Clarence Clemens. Yeah, got it. I'm a sax player, so I yeah, Clarence Clemens was one of my heroes growing up. Yeah, big man. Yeah. That's awesome. And then your doggy's name is? Her name is Luna. Luna. Just like oh. every dog on the planet right just now. Sweet. That's a good Jedi name, though. I like that. Mm-hmm. Luna. I think so. Just a little celestial. Ooh, I like that. And Jedi <laughs> like Clarence as well. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's... <laughs> He's up there with Mace. Might, yeah, I was going to say, he might be a little more on the dark side. When ah. He actually toes the line. So this is a crazy, again, I'm going off on a tangent here, but we were at this this Comic-Con and we had this question. Somebody asked Matt. Matt was getting pummeled with Anakin questions at this point. Oh. But somebody asked this question. I, I think you mo- both might appreciate. They said, do you think if Mace Windu didn't die, when you know when Palpatine gets him, if if he actually mm-hmm. survived, like there's talk of, mm-hmm. 
and Anakin knew that, would that have changed him going to the dark side? Oh, that's a really good question. Interesting it question. Is. We should ponder that. What was Matt's answer? Do you remember? He said, we both kind of agreed. It's like, I don't think so. I think he was already too far gone at that point. But, it was yeah. pretty yeah, it was Yes. But interesting thought to ponder. So, yeah. We had one of our patrons in our 100th episode asked, if Plo Koon had been in charge instead of Mace, would Anakin have had a better chance? Which I thought was an interesting question. That's an excellent question. And, you know, I'm biased. So <laughs> I would say he might. Somebody asked me at this con there were some in-depth questions here. Uh, somebody came to the table and asked me, do you think if Qui-Gon had survived, he wouldn't have as well? Yeah, we... We You've have talked about that. this. Yeah. yeah, we get it's, asked that all the time. <laughs> it's a very interesting train of thought when you start thinking about all of the things because Qui-Gon yeah. was such an interesting character himself with what he believed that the Jedi Council and It's and completely different of, than everybody. Yes. Yeah. 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 I think he may have held on to him longer. I, I think the slip was inevitable. I think that, you know, the fall, I should say, was inevitable for Anakin. But and it's the, the beauty of it too, you know, mm -hmm. of of the whole overarching arc of that storyline and that Luke Skywalker really is the only one that could save him. I mean, that's to me, that's what means the most. But it's yeah, the beauty same. of it. Yep. But yeah, Plo Koon, boy, you know, he's I always say that if if Darth Maul can survive being cut in half by you know who. Right. Then Plo Koon could survive Order sixty six. But we're uh, just waiting for it. We're waiting yeah. for it. <laughs> Dave shut me down on that though at celebration. I'm sure you saw. But, oh you know, yes. He yeah, said George I mean... said no, but you know I don't know. <laughs> well, George isn't in charge now. That's so right. We... <laughs> That's right. That's what I wanted to feel. say. But wait a second, Dave. You can just make it your own now. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe, maybe he's just holding it close to his chest because he's so beloved. I know, of. I know. Plo Koon, wasn't that what they called Luke when they were doing all Book of Boba Fett? And... Yeah, yeah, they kept saying yeah. Plo Koon. And I was like going, oh, if only. You know, I always <laughs> want to see, though, we only got a taste of it in the uh, Tales of the Jedi. I want to see Plo Koon and Ahsoka and the yes. whole training and that whole story. Because Dave used yes. to always sit and tease uh, Ashley and I with little bits and pieces of that story that he had in mm -hmm. his head of how those two really, you know, mentor, he mentored her and such. I think it would be a beautiful, even if it was just a hour long special or something, wouldn't that be amazing? I would love I would to see that. Voiced by, of course, of Ashley and James <laughs> Arnold Taylor. Of course. Yes. Of course. <laughs> they'll get Ian McKellen and they'll, you know, whatever. No, so. no, no. <laughs> not the same. It's no. not. It's well, not. Thank you. So, okay. Ask me anything. I'm sorry. I'm I'm hijacking it all. Oh, no. It, this no, is, we love it. This, this is the joy of it. It's so easy to talk to you. So it's, <laughs> it's quite nice. Good, good. I should say, since yes. we're on the topic of Matt Lanter, I'm just going to get this out of the way. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Here we go. I have to. I have to. Yes, and I I'm think he's dreamy. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's this not is a, this, this is a okay. legit question. And okay. I was going to ask. I was going to ask Matt at celebration because we were going to meet you and then him right next. Oh, right next yeah. to you. It's all good. So if you get a chance to ask him, that's fine. But I want your opinion since you're here. Uh huh. You know the Cadavo arc. Uh -huh. How could you forget, right? Yes. <laughs> Anakin is whispering to the Queen something. Mm -hmm. We don't know, but it makes a bird blush. <laughs> And I have been dying to know what, what on earth, could, could he have one actually 
Well, Anakin Skywalker say to this queen to make a bird blush. <laughs> I can I can give you the you know the sad reality question or answer to it in <laughs> that I was anything. in I was in the studio when it all happened, but in that <laughs> you know a voice actor whispering is just you know so it's. Yeah. It's, yeah. He didn't yeah. really say anything, but there was joke of what he actually said. And then we probably made Matt blush when we were all giving him a bad time. Oh, so what was that? What? Well, what what exactly did you say, Anakin? Um, that is my number one question. He did something like, well, you know, I can't, you know, kiss and tell. I can't, you know, yeah. or whatever, as Matt would do. But I do remember that specifically. That's funny that you would, that's nice. a great, I'll, I'll ask him. I will ask him at some point. Yes. That's, that's very kind of you. It's been bugging me. <laughs> I just had a thought for the first time ever, Leanne, maybe the bird blushed because he wasn't that smooth. I mean, because well, that's the other thing. It was yeah. pretty embarrassing in Attack of the Clones. <laughs> yeah. Anakin is Anakin after, yeah. at the end of the mm -hmm. day, right? So yeah. it could go either way. The bird is our only indicator. <laughs> So, anywho, that's out of the way. <laughs> On to Obi-Wan, because that's why we're all here. <laughs> oh, sure. Okay. Mostly Kenobi. Oh, uh, yeah. So, our first question is, I I'm just curious. When you first started voicing Obi-Wan, you were obviously mm. voice matching to begin with. But then, yes. as time went on and Clone Wars evolved, you were able to really take on the character in your own right and develop him. So I was curious what the process was like of taking a character that already existed. He had like a, a spirit and a character developed yeah. by other actors, but then you made it your own in your own right, which was beautifully mm -hmm. done, by the way. Oh, well, yes. thank you. Um, you know, it is one of those things that you get used to as being a voice actor. You're called to do that a lot. Uh, you know, especially myself, most of my work has been doubling celebrities, you know, through the years from Michael J. Fox. Well, mm -hmm. whoa, whoa, wait a second, Doc. Michael J. Fox <laughs> to Christopher Lloyd, great Scott Marty, to uh, Christopher Walken is crazy, you know. Whoa. <laughs> Um, to uh, Ewan McGregor. And so originally it was very much, of course the movies were still being made, Attack of the Clones had just been made, and then Revenge of the Sith was in the process of being made when I came in as Obi-Wan all those years ago. 21 years ago now, I think it was. It's Wild. amazing. Because we started wow. um, the micro-series a year before it actually came out as well. So it's, I it's, love it's that series, going on by the way. Two years. Yeah. It's a joy. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I, I love that too. Although I always joke, I'm sure you've heard me say before, it was so short, it would take me longer to park my car than it would to yes. go in and say the lines. I'd say, what was yeah. that? That was Anakin. Anakin? Anakin. And then that was pretty much it. But um, so, so it was, when I first came in, it was very much, well, you are doubling Ewan McGregor. And so just whenever we need something, which I'm used to doing with uh, Captain Jack Sparrow or for Johnny Depp or just Johnny's regular speaking voice or the Mad Hatter or, you know, Willy Wonka. So I'm used to doing that. So I was like, OK, I'm just filling in for Ewan. And then it evolved into this cartoon and then it evolved into video games and then it evolved into Clone Wars, you know, all this time later. So I was, you know, I'm used to being asked to do that. But then when it came in and I knew that it was a Clone Wars cartoon and a, a, a Star Wars cartoon, my two worlds collided. But then something happened while we were making Clone Wars that we all know now, not the micro series, the regular Clone Wars. Dave Filoni comes in one day and, you know, and he's, he's saying very early on, probably third or fourth episode, and he's saying, you know, George and he were having a conversation about this and saying, 
look, Ewan McGregor will never play Obi-Wan Kenobi again. Little did they know. <laughs> right. Um, or, you know, Hayden won't play Anakin. Or, you know, all these characters. You guys are the representation of these characters now. So take them and make them your own. So it was really this shift. And Dave directed me a lot of times. I was so used to matching Ewan. You know, and I would say, well, you know, in, in Attack of the Clones, he said it like this. Or he might say, you know, uh, it should be here, but it's not. You know, it's if he was talking to Master Yoda, lost a planet, Master Obi-Wan. You know, those things, right? And and um, so I would try to, you know, constantly be thinking, how would Ewan say it? And Dave would go, no, 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 James, just do it how you would. How, how? You know, so he would pull me away from what my instinct was in matching Ewan and say, what would your Obi-Wan do? So that was a wonderful thing to have. And I then try to pay homage. I'm I'm the third a lot. I'm the third Leonardo the Ninja Turtle. I'm the third Fred Flintstone. And I'm the third Obi-Wan Kenobi. So uh, Three I times tend the star. Yeah. I try <laughs> yeah. to then combine them. So, you know, you, these aren't the droids you're looking for, you know. And, mm-hmm. Oh, the force is what gives a Jedi his power. <laughs> I like to take a little of that and take a little of Ewan and combine them both because I was struck the first time I remember watching Phantom Menace in a theater and he opens his mouth. I have a bad feeling about this. It's not about the mission, Master. Something more elusive. You know, um, and I went, my goodness, he's doing a young Alec Guinness. I mean, he, the way he bent his words and, and, you know, all of that, it was beautiful. So I thought, okay, I'm doing Ewan McGregor, doing Alec Guinness, doing Obi-Wan Kenobi. So, uh, <laughs> and, and, and then you Ewan, did. yeah. And then Ewan, <laughs> I heard him saying, you know, on a show that he watched the movies and then he watched the Clone Wars to get the voice back and I thought well that's funny so he's watching James Arnold Taylor doing Ewan McGregor doing Alec Guinness doing Obi-Wan Kenobi to get Obi-Wan Kenobi back to do it so there you go <laughs> great Scott Marty <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, and you yes. got to meet Ewan oh, at boy. Celebration how after, was that after 21 years of doing this I yes. finally just said to somebody I said look we're right here. I mean, like his booth was down from mine. And I, I, I said, is there any way I can just say hello there? <laughs> and um, and uh, this gal, Ryan, who is wonderful, who uh, was giving me a bad time the whole time uh, at the show. She's like, yes, absolutely. And so she just made it happen. And then Jackie, one of my uh, folks over at the, the management company that I work with, she called Ryan. Ryan called them and said, yes, he's having a photo op right now. Let's go. And so they pulled me out of it. We were doing a photo shoot with Matt and Ashley. Like, Come on, let's go. And they run me over there. And it, But it literally was like if you've had that experience at the photo ops at a Comic-Con where it's like five seconds and you're like, okay, smile, For boom, sure. done. It was, I was the same and I was trying to be respectful too because they cut me in front of people. And I was like, I don't want to be the guy that gets cut, you know, like. I didn't want to cut in front of people for the, the picture, but I went in and I said, hello there. Uh, I'm James Arnold Taylor. I do the voice of Obi-Wan in the Clone Wars. And he said, oh, yeah, great. And he was so sweet. And uh, and then he said, I've been having to squeeze my name under yours all day yes. <laughs> on autographs. I'm like, I'm sorry. You know, <laughs> if people tell me that you're going to, because most of the time people would come in and say, like, what they'll do is they'll bring me a pop and they'll go, can you sign on the side? Because I'm going to get you to sign on the front. And I'll be like, okay, you know, I get oh. it. Bigger name, I get it, okay. But I guess I found out that somebody had had me sign across a whole thing of Obi-Wan. And then they had him sign it afterwards. And it was kind of their way of going, James is my Obi-Wan. I which see. was very sweet, but at the same time, it may have made, you know, Obi-Wan 1 mad at Obi-Wan 2. So, no. <laughs> 
Anyways. Oh, I think when we saw the picture, we were yeah. just like, everyone was so excited <laughs> that the two worlds finally came yeah. together. Yeah. In, in and sense. it's crazy that it would take that long. I was at a, um, it was the 35th anniversary of Empire Strikes Back, and we were both at it. It was a red carpet event, and I'm on the carpet. And um, I'm signing an autograph for a little kid who's this big Obi-Wan fan. And then the kid looks over and goes, it's Ewan McGregor. And then they, it was like a cartoon where, you know, the dust goes and I'm left completely alone. And, uh, and I didn't get to meet him there, but I spent most of that night with his stunt double. And I looked at the guy and I said, you know, between us, we make one Ewan McGregor. Yeah. <laughs> You're the body, I'm the voice. <laughs> yes, <laughs> together. So Here we are. But it was, but you know, honestly, to get back to the question that I've completely abandoned there, sorry, no, is that all those years we never knew he would come back, and I was taking the character and and trying to make it my own and trying to pay proper homage to he and Sir Alec Guinness, and uh, I just have been honored to be a part of it. So I'm I'm humbled and blessed to be any part of Obi Wan Kenobi because such a special character. He really is. You've played him the longest out of anybody. I have. That's That part is, it's really hard because I'll say that and people are like, oh, look at him, he's bragging. I was like, I'm not. I'm actually uh, amazed and humbled by it. But I also yeah. try to kind of show that when people think that voice actors are just kind of people doing funny voices in closets, it's like, no, it does mean something. We're, we're character actors and hopefully we portray a character so much so that you don't think about us. You think about the character. So uh, that's really my hope is that people think of Obi-Wan as his own being you know i mean i think the three of us certainly do and yeah. you know we're all connected to him in 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 a special way because of you know the writing the the development from from lucasfilm to the actors that have portrayed him hopefully and he's a neat character he's a true believer you know he's he's the one guy that is not going down without a fight about what the force means and who anakin right. is and all of that so dovetailing off of that yeah did you, he's the one guy who never cracked under yeah. all of the pressure, under all of the hurt and the loss. And, you know, did you ever struggle to portray him versus how you think he would respond himself Ooh. to a tragedy? Uh, like That's a great question. Because he's such a, there's so much depth there and we love him because he perseveres and you can be a good person at the end of the day, no matter how much loss, yeah. how much hurt, you know, you don't have to fall to the to the darkness you can come right. out how do how do you tr translate that i guess well you know dave filoni and i would talk about this a lot in the studio and we would kind of take it apart he gave us the freedom to really examine the characters and then kind of come back and go you know i feel like he would say it this way or that way most of the time and so we talked a lot about like okay this is you know like I, i've said this before i'm sure you've heard me say this before I didn't watch a lot of one of my favorite Star Wars movies during the Clone Wars, which is Revenge of the Sith. I, I love Revenge of the Sith. I would watch it in pieces and portions at times, but for the most part, I'd try to, if I was about to go into a session, I wouldn't watch it because I need to be Attack of the Clones, Obi-Wan. You know, he doesn't know all of that. And so he holds on to the, the Jedi in a way that nobody else does. I mean, obviously, I, I, you know, Clone Wars made it beautiful too with Satine with that yes. and I'm sure yes. we'll touch on that but so there's that temptation you know you can kill me but you'll never destroy me it takes mm -hmm. strength to resist the dark side only the weak embrace it that summed it up so much and I was so grateful for that moment because that was where he's being pushed more than ever and so yeah 
you want to go, well, you know, it's like when you're driving home and you're like, I should have said this, you know, when you've had an argument <laughs> yes. with somebody. Yes. And you wonder if Obi-Wan ever, you know, he's, well, he doesn't like flying, but, you know, he's on his way back to the Jedi temple. Right. Oh, if only I wasn't a Jedi, I would have ripped them limb from limb. <laughs> and then I would have really told him off. I would, have, I would have got into my gravelly voice and said, wait a second. No, um, but... Uh, yeah, you have to you have to contain that. And that's isn't that the whole point of being a Jedi? So he really is I mean Yoda is a true believer too, but he's just so cool. He's just so nothing affects Yoda. You yeah. know, when we saw the Truly. first time when we see him and Dooku fight, oh my goodness. I mean, tears welled up in my eyes when I saw that happen because you thought this is this little grandfatherly or fatherly figure to Luke all those years and now you see what he can do Obi-Wan doesn't have moments like that so he just has to consistently be there and the closest we get to see is you know uh, the you know you are my brother Anakin those moments yeah yeah uh so yeah I I think that there's a lot bubbling underneath but I think also it's even in the way that he sent Darth Maul off <laughs> sent him flying into the which ether. Time? No, well, the, the <laughs> final, true. their final moment together, you know, which was yeah, just um, so beautifully um, done where again, each one of these people dies in his arms. I know. Uh, it's, it's tragic and it's beautiful. So, you know, it's, it's, it's akin to any of the Kurosawa movies and stuff that George was so inspired by too. So there's mm -hmm. so much poetry in all, of, in all of it. So I love getting the opportunity to play that character in that way. But uh, yeah, it, it is interesting. I've never, I've never, except for with Satine, saw that moment to where he might have lost it. But, and, and I'll say this about that. I, uh, you, you may have heard me say this before. I did not know until I walked in that day what was going to happen mm -hmm. because they would get us the scripts in the moment they would when we walked in that's when they gave us the scripts because they were so secretive and so I didn't know Anna knew Anna Graves who plays the Duchess Satine knew what was happening I did not know until the very moment because I still thought Anakin will come in and you know sure. <laughs> save the day or something right Wreck something's yeah. gonna happen <laughs> which I think was great for me as the actor playing it because then when I was saying those lines you know I it was it meant something and then when he whispers Satine under his breath and stuff those were little ad-libs those mm -hmm. weren't in the script that was just mm -hmm. me reacting and responding to that and uh oh, yeah. that makes me want to cry that, yeah oh <laughs> it's terrible it wasn't heartbreaking enough <laughs> <laughs> sorry I guess I should have said spoiler alert for anybody but you know well, there's very have, few like, people <laughs> <laughs> Although I was at, I was at the show this last weekend and and this guy says my girlfriend is just watching it we're in season two and I'm like oh, oh she was at the panel earlier right uh oh you know because <laughs> we reference take stuff. your chances <laughs> yeah yeah someone it, just so. said this to me about Rogue One the other day they're like I didn't know they died at the end I'm like did you not see the movie the <laughs> like... <laughs> new hope even yeah, just. Exactly. Come Ten on. years ago, <laughs> you don't see them later on. Chances are, yeah. <laughs> yeah I was right. I was very fortunate to do voices in all five of the last Star Wars movies, and Rogue One was one of my favorite ones to do. I've wanted to ask you what 
can you like point out where you are? Because I've listened to, I can pick out Sam Witwer. I know where he is in there. <laughs> of course. Hunky <laughs> Sam Witwer. You can't, well, he has that kind of like 1970s kind of. He's kinda, got that classic, yeah, kind exactly. of. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He really does. Clone. He and David Coleman as, uh, as well. Uh, I'm sorry, David Collins. David Collins. Uh, forgive me. Uh, David Collins. Uh, they both did a lot of the Stormtroopers. And I did a lot of voices in there. I believe I am... Commence primary ignition. You know, nice. Um, yeah. oh, <laughs> which is oh, pretty nice. special. Uh, for some reason, they didn't use the original audio recordings. And so they had us all do that. Uh, Matthew Wood, who mm -hmm, is, of course, the genius sound designer behind all of that. And then, of mm -hmm. course, General Grievous and the battle droids. Yeah. And so he would have each of us do different things. And um, I was that. I was a lot of the guys being killed by Vader. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was... Awesome. I'm I, was troopers. I was favorite. <laughs> I mean, my voice is, is throughout the whole movie. Like, so essentially what we would do is they, they bring us in a few months before the movie would come out and they, we'd go through the whole film, uh, in a day or two days. Sometimes it would take two days, uh, for these films. And we would, you know, there was a group of us and it was usually Sam and myself and David Collins and, and, uh, Fred Tattashore, who's a brilliant voice actor and all these other folks. Uh, Tom Kane was always there with us. Nice. And Vanessa Marshall was there, I think, yeah. uh, for wow. maybe for Rogue One, but certainly for the last Skywalker, uh, films, the last couple. Mm. And Steve Bloom, of course, was there. Oh, nice. And so it was all these. And so the other thing we would do, you have to really listen. I don't know if you can hear it at all, but we would, they'd have us do like okay you're in a, a room and there's like the casino scene and in, in, was it Rise of Skywalker no it was um, it was uh, Last Jedi Last Jedi yeah. Last Jedi sorry and I was the little place your bets place your bets you know the little guy on the table <laughs> yes great. but so they would have us do like these alien sounds and things and they would they you line us up and then each person steps up to the mic and does like five seconds of you know Walla, oh, what we call Walla. So it would be like, wah, woo, da, da. so we would take <laughs> our names and put them in. So I would go, uh, you know, and I would sneak Sam's name in there. That's and then he'd great. come out and go, and like sneak these <laughs> names into. <laughs> so if I you listen it. carefully, you may hear some of that. That's you know amazing. we're going to do that like imme yeah. immediately afterwards. Yeah. Gonna... Yeah. As if we need an excuse to watch yeah, Rogue One again, which we, we love here on oh this, my gosh, this yeah. show. <laughs> it really, you know, uh, really is the, the brilliant one there of combining the worlds in, in a way that no no other film has been able to do, I think, so far. Andor, yeah. I think, is doing a pretty good job of that as well. But um, Yes, I love that show. But that yeah. scene... With Vader at the end of Rogue One, they kept that for the end of the, the day. And everybody was literally choked up watching it. It was so powerful after, yeah. you know, especially somebody like myself that, you know, I'm an old man, ladies. So I was around <laughs> when, when Star Wars originally came out. And we, you know, my, my impression of Darth Vader holding the guy up and, you know, where are those plans? You right. Know, that was my first experience with Darth Vader. So it, immediately put me right back there and that's the moment just before that it's like are you kidding me come yeah, on it's crazy yeah. it's i lost it i still lose it every time i see that scene it's just so yeah impactful in one and a half minutes or whatever some odd seconds yeah it's just so it's great it's yeah. like you're sprinkled in there that's great I'm oh throughout the whole movie you'll yeah, hear yeah little bits and pieces of our voices <laughs> yeah. yeah all over it's it's hard to say specifically um like in solo uh i'm 
in the opening, well, after the opening scene, and then he goes back to the place where all the little kids are. I'm a couple of little kids. I'm doing like a little British accent. I'm like a young kid, you know, saying Aww. stuff. Oh, David and, Copperfield. And, yeah, in yeah there. exactly. <laughs> and, then, um, and then there's the big um, bald guy that's in the, the droid area where they're fighting the droids are fighting it hey, all right come on and it was hank it was basically hank from my podcast <laughs> I, was doing, oh. I was doing a voice like that come on all right bring it bring it in all right you know credits over here and um and, he had and just finished I, eating his <laughs> onion sandwich that's right <laughs> hello hello but uh so yeah and then uh, all sorts of different creatures and characters and good guys and bad guys throughout all five of those films it's a lot of fun i think it's really great because it's really rewarding for people like us who are like really obsessed with voice actors because they're <laughs> so talented i mean look oh. at like the the craze around bad batch you know and yeah. to get to hear voices that you then are like wait a minute i know that and i had that experience when i heard you for the first time on fox i was like wait a minute <laughs> I know who that is. Yes, the Simpsons Family Guy. Yeah, yeah you know, it's all it's all just Obi Wan variations of Obi Wan. No, but yeah, D. Bradley Baker is truly just a, a brilliant man and a sweetheart of a guy, and he's so wonderful. And I'm so happy for him with the Bad Batch too, because yeah, he's yeah. when he, at the 15th anniversary panel. Yeah, when I think he actually said, "I'm amongst some of the greatest voice actors," and I'm thinking. Dude, you're up there too at this point. (laughs) Put yourself in that category because he brings another level. How do you do? I mean, how do you do all these clowns (laughs) like that? Like how? (laughs) It's yeah. That's the that's again where I think when people don't think that voice acting is acting, it's like well, you take one voice, but you show all these variations of character and different people and different emotions. But uh, that's a true. you know power of voice acting and and what you can do with it so he's he's really brilliant at it and he's humble and uh you know we we all see ourselves as the luckiest people on the planet because d and myself really uh both always wanted to do this i've wanted to do this since i was four years old so most actors kind of stumble into voice acting you know like uh, mark hamill great example mark loved animation loved comic books loved all of that but the beauty of being the most arguably the most you know famous superhero uh, character or hero on the planet is that then at some point you need to be able to do something outside of that and so voiceover was a great escape for him and even he I remember him telling me specifically we've known each other many many years probably 20 plus years now but I remember when we were first working together we played I played the the kid version of the character he was playing the uh, like old man version of he was doing the narration and it was telling a story it was for some uh, animated movie and He's sitting there and he says to me, he says, you remind me of me when I was younger. And I was like, are you kidding me? I can, I can now die. Thank you. But he's, he was telling me stories and he said, I, I'm on the phone with my family and I'm telling them that I'm the Joker and they wouldn't believe me. <laughs> so he's doing the voice for them and they're like, no, it's not you. So it's really, it's fun when we get to play like that, you know. I want to ask you about, with voice acting in particular, how much of it do you think is kind of being born with the right physiology and part of how much of it is like learned skill? That is such a great question. And it's, I tend to lean towards the first rather than the latter. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, my own story is kind of crazy. I, I never knew my father and I didn't know that for most of my life. And at 42, I found out who my real father was. And then I found that my, my father was actually a DJ and a TV host and a guy that made a living with his voice. And, um, 
I've never heard his voice. I've still been searching because he was a he was a known DJ in in uh, Southern California or Northern California, and I've been trying to find uh, audio of his voice, but it was back in the fifties and sixties. But I know that I I think I was born with some of that that ability was there. My vocal cords were there to be able to kind of morph them and change them into things, but also yeah. then just having that nerd brain to kind of go. You know, I want to do this voice or I want to do that voice or, you know, whatever. I see the person in my head and then they come out of my mouth is pretty much how it works. So if I'm thinking of Hiccup from How to Train Your Dragon and Jay Baruchel, who I've been the voice of for all all the years that that's been out, I picture Jay. I don't picture James. And then he comes out of my mouth and that's wow. the way it works. That's amazing. But, um, so really I think good. you have to be born with some of that ability, but the acting skills and stuff certainly can be learned because I know a lot of people with wonderful ability, uh, flexibility of their voice but they may not have the acting ability and then they'll mm -hmm. take classes and then they'll get better and they'll go okay and then they mm -hmm. kind of find that a lot of that is coming out of your shell but people like Dee and myself uh, have no inhibitions about it. We don't care about making a funny face or looking silly to get a noise out. I mean, if you've seen Dee Bradley sure. Baker perform, he pulls from all sorts <laughs> of areas. And <laughs> it's amazing to watch. It really is. But um, And he says you have to dial in your uvula, which always sounds a little wrong, but he's of course <laughs> right. So, <laughs> so well, I've yeah. I've seen his name in credits for movies where he just does the animal voices or animal mm -hmm. sounds, and yeah. it, how do you even like? I don't yeah. know. Yeah, all of us have a couple of little creatures in us that we can do from time to time, but Dee and Frank Welker, who was before him in this, and mm -hmm. Frank is still out there doing it. He's Scooby-Doo, and he's Freddy from Scooby-Doo and all of those. <laughs> and pretty much in every Disney movie uh, ever made. He was, remember the sand um, in Aladdin at the opening that opens, comes oh, up yes. and turns into that, like that tiger or the lion there. And, yep. Who are you? You know, all that. That's yeah. Frank Welker, and he just has an amazing ability. And, and wow. Dee certainly is, uh, has taken over for that and has gone into his own. But pretty much any creature you could be, uh, they can imagine, that you can imagine they can be, I should say. So it's, it's amazing to watch. So, yeah, mm. pretty neat. <laughs> That's truly, really interesting. It's so cool to hear it from the other side because yeah. we speculate mm -hmm. how hard or how difficult or how talented it must be you know yeah involved in this and then it's it's really cool to hear that you've you've wanted to do it for so long mm -hmm. yeah it's all i've ever really dreamed of doing was doing voices when i was four years old i found out that uh you know mel blank was a guy in a little room on a microphone and i was like okay <laughs> i like that and i started doing you know and hey, what's up doc you know and season women season you know and all that where's the kaboom there was supposed to be an earth shattering kaboom oh and you know i'm a chicken hawk and you're my chicken you know and uh, foghorn leghorn and yes that's taken I, say, I say no no son you got it all wrong gotta Save keep your on. eye on the ball yeah yes. so you know i i just loved all of those and uh i just gravitated towards it and, you know, I so I do think that there is a portion of that, like, you know, like somebody that is into science, they gravitate towards those things or or math or, or, or anything, you know. So I, I think you're born with a lot of it. I think it's it's beautiful that a lot of people love voice acting now and want to do it, but it can water down the market. There's sure. a I watched a movie years ago, play, pause, rewind or something, something to that effect about art. And with all of this online art and all of these things, it's wonderful that it's out there and it's more recognized, but it's sad because a lot of it gets watered down and the real talent needs to still rise up. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
but I still see that as the case. You see some amazingly talented people come up and the beauty then of things like having all this social media stuff out there is that you can find some kid in his basement doing a voice and all of a sudden next thing you know he can become something because of it. So that's that's pretty neat if they have that inerrant talent. So yeah. It's true. We got to ask you. Yes. You've you've laid all this out. Mm -hmm. So... (laughs) When it comes to Rako Hardeen. I was going to say, yes. I know where this is going. Oh, yeah, awesome. right? Yes. Because we spent, uh, was it a whole episode or a series of episodes? It, it's the yeah. one thing that comes back around. Huh. And because it was such a pivotal moment in what ends up happening. Yeah. Anakin down the line. Yeah. With the questioning of the order. Even Satine is crying at your supposed funeral. Yes. That wasn't a funeral at all. We never elaborate on this, but that, no, yes. We are going to get to Satine. Yeah. We are yeah. getting to Satine next, but Reiko Hardeen. Yes, Reiko Hardeen. Well, first of all, I had no idea that that was you the first time I heard it. Well, you know, so there's a story behind that, too. I don't know if you've heard, but neither did George Lucas, and that was intentional. <laughs> So George said, I don't want James to play Reiko Hardeen because I don't want their voices to be similar in any way. And Dave, God bless him, knew that I could do it. And so uh, he was like, no, 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 don't don't worry. So I come in that day and I get the script and I had, again, we get it as, you know, I'm in the lobby looking and I'm like, well, gosh, there's all these this Reiko guy. Am I Reiko? Okay. I'm doing all this. And I had had a particularly bad day with my allergies that day. Mm. And so my voice was naturally deeper. And so here's the crazy thing. That whole episode, I voiced both Obi-Wan and Reiko and I had to come back in and redo most of Obi-Wan's lines in that episode because I had such a, like an allergy sounding voice, but it was perfect for doing Reiko Hardeen. So it was, (laughs) it gave me this depth. In my voice. And so they played it for, for George later. And they said, so what do you think? of he said, oh, yeah, that's great. And, and they, they said, it's James. And so I they I fooled George Lucas, which was pretty good. I was, I was pleased to hear impressive. that. That's impressive. Well, there's this moment where after he's taken the vocal and yes. or whatever, where yes. you kind of blend the two. Did you actually have to blend it or did they do that with? No, that was like, me. I was like, I want to do wow. this. I don't want you guys to wow. be like changing it. So yeah, it was just kind of moving it down and around and into that old area, area and then doing that and that just, you know, changing the voice around. So yeah, it was. And then the trick yes. was when, and I, I've heard the two of you talk about this before too, the, the trick is when it's Reiko, but he's Ben, he has to have some of Ben's stuff. So what I would do is I would hear it in my head like Obi-Wan. So, you know, hello, this is Ben, you know, and he would say that. And then I would say, hello, this is Ben. And so I would, there's a little of him in there. So yeah, yeah. that was it, the it's, trick. It's amazing. <laughs> Thanks. Gosh, it not was just fun. like vocal, but mental elasticity. Yeah. I, yeah. to do that. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot of fun. And uh, it, it's just one of those characters that I think um, uh, would be fun to see more of. You know, that character is. Uh, what happens to him? <laughs> the, the arc is. It's yeah. all over the place. First, you're bald. We didn't even get a chance to like digest that. You know? Yeah, the beer. And then how long did that take to come? Because the next episode, yeah, and I said, the next episode, and you know I'm going to come back and I'm going to have a full beard and hair. It's going to be fun. Right? 
The force. You just use the force. <laughs> That's, right. That's what we've been going I with. I willed it to come out, yes. <laughs> there's, there's just so many things in that whole arc, and it's such a surprise because it's so, you know, the puzzles that he, they have to get through, and he still relies and that's what gives him away he relies on his kindness and the teamwork and we have to get this done together and helping one another and it it gives him away in the end but it's it the mental gymnastics (laughs) yeah well and and you know another question matt got uh at this last con was do you think the death of obi-wan the that fake death of obi-wan scarred anakin and yes created some of it as well (laughs) i was like Gosh, I, 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 I hope not. I'm sorry. You know, <laughs> how was my funeral? I just remember that, you know. But um, Satine was tore up. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> she was in shambles. <laughs> Pretty cruel joke. I'll t- I will say this. I don't know if I've shared this before with y'all, but hmm. when we did that episode, when we recorded, Matt always stood right next to me. And then so it was myself and Matt and then Corey Burton, who is Cad Bane and Count Dooku and Zero the Hut. He's a legendary voice actor. He's amazing, amazing. Uh, in fact, if you watch Ted Lasso, he was just on the last episode of Ted Lasso. His voice oh, was right. featured oh, really? highly. Yeah, it was really, he does classic. Uh, he and I both do a lot of the classic old announcer voices, you know, mm-hmm. kind of one of these, you know. And yeah, uh, yeah, Anyway, yeah. so Corey, Corey's on one side of Matt. I'm on the other side of Matt. And Matt does the... Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan, you know, and and we're both choked up. It was because Matt went there. Like it, mm-hmm. it's it's one word. It's 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 just a name, but he put so much emotion and depth into that in that moment when he's screaming that out. You know, it was really uh it was something to watch, but it's also such a credit to Matt Lanter as an actor, you know, I mean, he's he's a brilliant actor and I hope uh, and and pray that he gets more opportunities to show people that in many ways outside of even Star Wars because what an uh, incredible actor he is. So, um yeah. But to be able to take all that emotion of every movie that we've seen so far and everything and put it into him just shouting out his master's name, you know, his brother's name. Yeah. Yeah. And it it, it just, it conveyed so much. And I remember Corey and I both just looking and going, wow, that says it all. And, and, you know, and plus I was just like, I'm not dead though, right? Like guys, (laughs) am I going to come back next week? He's he's, he's okay, right? (laughs) Yeah. It was very confusing. Yes. (laughs) Beard and all. It's all good. All there. Yes. They put him in some back to tank or something. You know, I don't know. Well, this is actually, if I may segue. Yes. From the beard, Satine <laughs> does enjoy the beard. Yes. See, see what I did there? I said, Yes, look at that. <laughs> we got it right. To... Well, Lauren uh, specializes in Satine and Obi Wan, I would like to say. Uh-huh. More... <laughs> yes. I'm a resident expert. Huh? Yes. <laughs> so you agree with me then that there should be a musical. Of Satine and oh. Obi Wan. Yes, please. Ashley yes. and I have been trying to get that for years since season that. three. We've been saying oh a Broadway musical of Obi Wan and Satine in their younger years. Wouldn't that be amazing? Oh my God! You'd well, have people sobbing in the audience. Probably. One of our one of our patrons what actually said like, "What are the chances that Satine and Obi Wan could pop up in Tales of the Jedi? Wouldn't it be a good background?" 
Look, here's my idea. Okay, James, okay. just yes. take take this to Dave, please, and okay. make it happen. <laughs> sure. We need an animated series. It doesn't have to be long, but just of Obi-Wan and Satine's backstory. I like where you're going so far, yes. You play Obi-Wan, <laughs> she plays Satine, Anna plays Satine. And then, you know, we could get Liam Neeson to come play Qui-Gon. And sure, why not? It's animated, please. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, but now Ewan's back. He'll be like, no, well, no, I think no, I no. want to do this. No, he he doesn't understand. Oh, we'll get Kate Winslet or Kate Blanchett, and you know, yes. they'll, they'll. Oh, I I would love would love to see that. I don't know if they realize uh, the folks at Disney realize and Lucasfilm how powerful that would actually be. You know, we, we oh, joke yeah. and stuff, but with all seriousness, to tell that story, I think would really be special and mean a lot to a lot of people. I really yeah. do think that. You know, whether I was involved or not, I think it would be really special. I was really hopeful that they were going to actually explore some of that in the Kenobi series, and I was kind of sad that they didn't, that there's really no mention of Satine. So. Not at all, yeah. There's no mention of Ahsoka either, even when at the end, yeah. you know, in the last stand with vader slash anakin there and which they're even mirroring the the duel yeah and ahsoka and that. both sides of the yes. mask and everything yes. yeah so it would have been perfect just to slide what would ahsoka think of you yeah now? or some just something yeah. yeah it's all good but you know we all we have these head cannons <laughs> it's just leaving room for That's it to all. expand in the future <laughs> so. yeah i i hope they they see the power of that you know it's 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 tricky because there are two different worlds there there's the animated world and there's the live action world and never the twain shall meet a lot of times in in um the bigger yep. you know scheme of things and so i hope that they really see how much people would love to see that even gosh i mean there's mm -hmm. so many things they could do with that and just yeah. open it up in many ways but i think like you're saying an animated series would be the most uh i think the best way to yeah. do it because it would pay proper homage to the yeah. fans of clone Wars. so yeah i think so too plus we would all love to see yes. the actors back together like it <laughs> yes. would be really we special would too. yeah it would be neat there's so many different ways you can tell that story. Literally can't watch the Lawless without crying. I, every now and then I'm like, I'll just watch an episode of Clone Wars with dinner. I'll put that on out. I'm like crying into my plate. It's it's really hard because people will ask me, what's your favorite? And I will say that it's bittersweet, but because I'm so uh, I'm so proud of the acting, but I'm also so thrilled with the acting from my, my castmates and stuff too. Sam was brilliant and uh, Anna and Clancy. And, yeah. It's an all-star in the worst of ways. <laughs> like it really in is. the most horrible of circumstances. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. <laughs> And Ian, I, yes. Ian Abercrombie as well. Yeah, uh, you know, so yeah, it was. Was that just, his last episode? It was, yeah. yeah. And he was in studio with us, and so yeah, it was. Ian was a brilliant, just wonderful man. I don't know if either of you oh, are yes. Seinfeld fans, but you know he was oh, Mr. Yeah. Pitt. Yes, absolutely, Mr. Pitt on Seinfeld. <laughs> we love Mr. And Pitt. Yeah. He was, he was just a joy. He was a joy. It was true. I think they were saying at the celebration one too of how he could flip on a dime. I think yeah. D was saying that you know, change and go from from good to bad, but he was uh, such a joy to be around. And so that was a special episode in many ways, yeah. And also seeing the Emperor turn the way he did in that too, so yeah. Powerful stuff. Uh, we got to really accomplish so much in, in just a little old cartoon, you know, a 22-minute cartoon each week, so yeah. We prefer yeah. animation. Well, <laughs> yes, Whenever I someone too. slips and says, oh, it's a cartoon, I say, no, 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 it's an animation. <laughs> So I, I have, you know, I wrote a script for a movie that um that I've been talking about for a couple of years, well, about a year and a half now, called The Comic mm -hmm. Shop. And mm -hmm. I just finished making a, a movie that I had written before that. 
with the hopes that if I get this movie out there and it gets enough attention, I can make enough money to then make the comic shop. And there's been some changes to the comic shop. In fact, what I'm hoping to do, I've not said this anywhere yet, so I'm giving you an exclusive, Ooh, is <laughs> that um, I've rewritten the main character in it uh, and I wrote it for Ashley. And Aww. so what we're hoping to do is have a Clone Wars reunion as all of the main actors in this movie, the comic shop, nice. are Clone Wars actors. That and would be so amazing. That's my, that's my hope. That's my dream. That's what I'm trying to do right now. And so I don't know, like, do I start like a, a fundraising <laughs> thing or something? But anyway, so we're going to try to do that. But in this movie, I've written this joke many times, and it's a running joke, is that somebody will say cartoon, and then they'll say, animated. It's, anim it's an go. animated <laughs> series, please. <laughs> So we're on the same yes, page. so I I yes we are That's absolutely great. on the same page. So yes, there you go. That's fantastic. Well, I wanted to ask you too, like, how did your perception of Obi Wan change mm -hmm. once they introduced the teen? Because up to that point, yeah. he was kind of I was kind of called him a touching mother, where he was always just <laughs> disapproving. And now, now, Anakin. Yeah, no. he started to evolve a little more, starting at like Point Rain, and then they introduced yeah. the teen shortly after that. So it was uh, really neat to be able to explore that. You know, that's a technical term, really neat. But uh, no, it was neato. No, it was fantastic because I was like, wait a second. We can't, attachments and what, what? And that's when we really started to see that George was going to do stuff very differently with this series. He was going to get to show people parts of Star Wars that we never got to see oh, before. Yeah. Just like the Mortis arc introduced us more into new yeah. ways of the Force. This was, you know, even before that, introducing us into a part of Obi-Wan Kenobi's life mm -hmm. that we never could have imagined. And... I just thought it was fantastic. It was so much fun and Anna was so great. And so it was, it was a great experience. And it just, I remember just the floodgates opening in my brain then and going, oh, well, look at all this you can do with this. And they're like, okay, calm down, James. But you know, it's just like, because I was saying then, oh, we're going to do yeah, flashbacks. Yeah. Are we going to see that? We got to see that, you know? And uh, so it was a wonderful way. And those are some of my favorite episodes, again, just because of oh, yeah. of Anna's performance, but also just the, the cinematic nature of those episodes. All of them are always like that. But those particularly took us in. And, you know, I mean, look, if we don't have those episodes, do we have The Mandalorian right now? I don't know if we do. Right. I mean, uh, that, we've been saying it, so. Well, yeah. everyone was spazzing out with Mandalorian when they showed that city courtyard and I was like yeah. anyone who's watched Clone Wars yeah. knows that's where yeah. Obi-Wan met Satine. Yeah this exactly. is old hat here. Yeah <laughs> yeah so it I think it's really important I think it's also really important to all of the even the prequels and such of Anakin and Padme's story I think mm -hmm. it's it's just so great it was wonderful that Matt and I get to have that scene where, you know, he says I, I understand you know yes. to a degree what you're going through and yeah. all that you know um and I, I, I'm just glad that we got to do it. I'm glad that it's it's such a big part of it, and that it's all canon. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, and, and it's kind of nice on the flip side that there is a little mystery with it, and I think that's what draws mm -hmm. people to it is that we can come up with all kinds of theories about how it happened, how it came to to be what we're introduced yeah. to in the Clone Wars, and there's just a little bit of that mystery, and maybe we don't want to mess with it, but we, we want to, but <laughs> <laughs> we're doing it in our heads anyway. We would love to see yeah. it, but it yeah. it's it lends to something that Obi-Wan and Anakin can share, Yeah, I think, and, and we talked, Lauren, about the deleted scene in Revenge of the Sith where he, oh yeah where he where Obi-Wan says you know it's the one thing that made 
Anakin happy was Padme and he knew that and he knew all along and maybe he knew what that felt like because of Satine I don't know it's this whole thing that's beautiful yeah but we love that they made that canon now too that Obi-Wan knew and finally in season seven you got yeah (laughs) I hope you said hello there yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh well (laughs) and Rex just once left out of it (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) I want no part of this yeah yeah uh, it's yeah, it's it's really fun, but yeah, it really is important, I think, to it too. And I, you know, I love just the whole romance of both Anakin and Padme too, and that storyline. And I love how fans connect with all of that. I think it's really important. It's uh, it's important to the fairy tale aspect of all of it too, which I'm a big fan of. So, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, we're we're here to escape. Yeah, even exactly. if there is a little realness in all of this yeah. galactic made up stuff <laughs> or like right. constant heartbreak but we're here well, for yeah. it yeah <laughs> yeah it's fun totally. to have a, a prince and a princess you know yeah. pining for each other every once in a while yes but yeah, yeah so well yeah no so and i know anna would would love to see more of it too she's uh, well, anna's she's wonderful she's she's been so oh, kind to yes. us as well yeah. through social media her. she's yeah she's wonderful and she's talented i'm telling you it's a talented group it is. We are so fortunate to have so many amazing voice actors in in that, and we're so we're doing another show soon. I think in Indianapolis, T.C. Carson, who is Mace Windu, is going to be joining us there, right. and Phil Lamar, nice. who was oh, nice. uh, Bail Organa and yes. Kit Fisto, yes. and many other characters throughout the season. So that was the thing: is they would always bring in characters and actors like Jim Cummings and Phil to come in and just <laughs> fill in all Jim those Cummings. places. Yeah, we, we oh, really do. Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> He's just Jim is, he's absolutely one of my heroes in, in voice. He and Billy West both, you know, kind of were the ones that took the mantle of people like Don Messick and Mel Blanc and Dawes Butler before them and took that and turned it into stuff that I grew up watching and then are still now out there doing it. And they just have amazing voices and ranges and, uh, and they're wonderful people. So yeah, Jim, Jim is a great example. I've said this before of how you can take a character that is maybe going to be on a show one time Mm -hmm. and make everybody love him so much that they keep bringing him back. And that's what it was with Hondo. Absolutely. He took the script and he just kind of went, okay, now I'm going to do this. And now I'm going to change it. (laughs) And he just started ad-libbing. And Dave was just like, this is fantastic. So yeah. (laughs) My favorite Hondo moment. I'm flying. (laughs) Just the, the key, like Kenobi, he just like, yeah <laughs> La- last name basis only you know like old right. like old friends you know just because you end up locked in his so and i remember the funniest thing when uh daniel logan of course young boba was in the studio and he got to play him in in clone wars as well and he's there right next to jim cummings the first day and jim's doing all these voices and stuff and daniel doesn't know who he is which is you know i mean how would he know you know it's right and he goes you're amazing you should do video games and cartoons and stuff and we're all going daniel that's a legend right there but uh yeah and jim is just again so humble and kind he's like oh thanks you know so but it, we had a lot of fun. Uh, so is yeah. is Dave Filoni as genuine as we no, think he is? Not at all. No. Not at all. no. <laughs> um, I know that. Dave. <laughs> Dave is is such a you know fan of epic storytelling. Not just yes. in you know. Well, I think most of the time when we were in the studio, he would he would be recalling The Hobbit or uh, Lord of the Rings. You know. Um, again, like when he said to me, he said one word to me with Plo Koon. He said Gandalf. 
And so I just knew to do Jedi Master Plo Koon as Ian McKellen, and that was what I did. So that's that, by the way, is Plo Koon untreated. So without any, you know... Um, Pitched down or the mask effect put on it. This, this is how I would do it. Kotoya, little Soka. Um, but so Dave is just um, a lover of story and storytelling. And he would come in and he would just tell us, uh, he would come in and go, let's talk Star Wars. And so I, I do my, I do my Dave Filoni impression. You do because it really Dave, well. <laughs> Dave would always do George. So I figure, look. Imitation is the highest form of flattery, and you would always give George better. He'd come in and he'd go, "Okay, so you know," and he'd do his George Lucas. So I'm now doing my Dave Filoni kind of, you know, in jest as well. But um, he, we would spend about a half hour before we would record, and he would tell us all the stories of what was going to happen that episode, and he'd show us art, and he would expand upon it, and and um, he would just love telling us all of that. And so I'm very, very excited by what was announced at Celebration that he's getting to make a movie. Something that we've all known for a very long time is that he should be directing Star Wars films oh, and, and you sure. know, any yeah. and all things Star Wars. So we're we're lucky to have him in that world. And I think that um, it's it's wonderful to see him get that attention. So, yeah, yeah. I, I, I've been rooting. He's a hometown hero. Uh, we're from the yeah. same area. Grew up in That's the same area, and he. We both have the same Pittsburgh Penguin shirt. He's wearing. I it. was gonna ask, actually, yes. <laughs> he if you were is a fan wearing it much, in yeah. a in a media photo for the Mandalorian, and I said that was not an easy shirt to get. It was like a, oh. it was a limited release, and I, I guarantee you, if <laughs> only myself and Dave Filoni would know this, because yeah, the, the shirt was for the the Stanley Cup. So yeah, I, he's oh. just he's just a. I'm rooting for him. On a much larger and a more personal scale, so <laughs> I just am so envious that you you know him. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, you know, and he's an amazing artist. So I yeah. I did a podcast uh, with him years ago. So my friend Tom Wilson, uh, who most people would know as Biff from Back to the Future, uh, had a podcast, and I sat in for him. This was before I ever dreamed of doing a podcast, and I interviewed three people. I interviewed just some friends of mine, and Dave was one of the people that I asked to be on the show. And I said, Dave, I, and we, we recorded it at Rancho Obi-Wan, which uh, Steve Sansweet's amazing place. And I said, I want to do something that nobody probably will end up doing from this point out in your career. I don't want to talk about Star Wars. I want to talk about you and your art and such. And I ended up putting it out on my podcast. Uh, I don't know if you ever, I broke it up into a couple different pieces. Mm -hmm. But you really get to break down who he is as an artist and his family and, you know, um, he he's a lover of art and arts yeah. and he's an amazing artist himself I like I have here in my studio this is um people can't see it but I'm oh, holding wow. this uh little maquette as they call them it's a of a clone troopers helmet and it has Mickey ears on it yeah. and it's painted in red and black and white like Mickey yeah. and this there's only two of these in existence I have one and Ashley has one oh, and Dave nice. made these for us when we were hosting Star Wars weekends oh. and he did them like you know in a couple minutes it's just his <laughs> he would doodle things while we were uh, in episodes and if it was a Plo Koon Ahsoka episode he would draw pictures of little baby Ahsoka and Master Plo and then he'd you know taunt us with these things and and <laughs> uh, but and so all of us have 
little doodles of Dave's. That's great. That, uh, tucked away in, in files and stuff that he would just sketch and do. So That's amazing. Um, I, you know, I, I, as an artist myself, I just love that part of it. And I would yeah. love to see, like if somebody were to make a documentary about Dave Filoni ever, I would love to just have it really be about his love of wildlife, the, yeah. the wolves, of course, that he's so yes. passionate about, and his art. And then, of course, you could talk about Star Wars, but I mean, we, we know that part. So it's like, yeah, know him as a person, uh, and that's that's the special part of it. So yeah, I'm I'm blessed to blessed to know him. That's why I always said, if he wants to talk hockey over Star Wars, yeah. Well, see, that's the thing. <laughs> you know he where will to find talk me. hockey over Star Wars. He will. I'll have to just sit here and watch because yeah, I don't know anything. Me about too. It. I don't know. So yeah, I never connected on that level. <laughs> what were you gonna say, Lauren? I'm sorry. Oh, just that I loved that interview with you did with Dave because oh, thanks. I, I loved hearing his background with art because watching Clone Wars, there's certain cinematography that I always thought reminded me of Baroque, like Caravaggio painting, yeah. the lighting. Mm -hmm. And then I, in your interview, he said, I think it was your interview, he said he studied Caravaggio in college. Yeah. And I was like, well, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. He was always about that, and that was the parts that he learned from, you know, from the master, from from George Lucas, about taking those things that inspire us and put them in. Yeah. And so uh, Star Wars inspired him. So, you know, if you think about it that way, who better to take on the mantle of Star Wars than somebody that was inspired by Star Wars? Because then it's truly... Yeah recreating yeah. star wars if that makes sense you know yeah I mean? it does i mean so, it's evident yeah. in yeah. what he does you, you mentioned the storytelling i think that's what drew us to it overall it's just that he's great yeah. at it and yeah. yeah he wants to tell those stories his yeah. doodlings are fantastic yeah yeah i mean <laughs> so so it's pretty fun yeah we've been we've been very honored to to get to work with him and stuff so it was, it was nice to see him again too at uh celebration he got choked up at celebration. He often will just put his hat over his face and not agree to have feelings in public. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's what the Clone Wars people will do for him. No. <laughs> that's, that's us. Yeah, no. You guys are a tight knit group. We're yeah. we're a, a, a special family. I mean, I've been very honored to be a part of a lot of different shows in my career over 36 years of doing this stuff, and a lot of amazing franchises from Transformers to Back to the Future and yeah. and uh, all in between, and yet. Uh, this Star Wars family is the one that is the tightest knit group. I mean, Ashley was saying like, if we stop doing these conventions, when are we? What are we going to do? We got to see each other. But Aww. you know, we because <laughs> yeah. we literally like the you know outside of my my wife and my daughter on my texts on my phone, it's Matt, Ashley, and Cat. Um, That's fantastic. Yeah. So you know, <laughs> it's it's pretty fun. All right, lightning round, rapid fire. We do this with everyone we have on the show. We have two right. specific ones. Okay. For you. Lay it on me. <laughs> this, this question. Of these, which is your favorite Obi-Wan hairstyle? Padawan, mullet, Clone Wars, or the Kenobi series? <laughs> you may oh be biased, but... <laughs> Uh, I will say Clone Wars because it's the most controlled. Okay, yes, it is. <laughs> the amount of hairspray I have to use at the yeah, Jedi right? Temple. You want um, one, yes. the little piece that dangles. Yes. Yeah, the one Perfectly. little I'll try rogue to keep piece. Yes. <laughs> and we know you're a Jedi. We know your powers is Obi-Wan. Yes. But you, specifically, James, mm -hmm. if you were in Star Wars... What special power would you like to have? Oh my goodness. Any power. 
Even ones that may not be created yet in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> um, the ability to make a perfect meal for each person that comes in. Like Willy Wonka with chocolate. I love this answer. I would want to make their dining experience wonderful. I love that. That's amazing. Yes. Is that, is that goofy and silly, but That's very true? It. You got Good. it. I always said that if I, if I wasn't an actor, I would have been a chef. I love cooking, and so I do all the cooking in my house. So You know yeah. that I've always said if Obi-Wan wasn't a Jedi, he'd be a baker? <laughs> Honestly. So this is all very full circle for me. <laughs> yes. I make little snickerdoodles and things. Yeah, like just a loaf. Crunchy on that. On the outside, soft on the inside. It's soft and, yes. Like Anakin. So, <laughs> crunchy on the outside. Crispy. You should, oh. Crispy on the outside. Oh, crispy. I'm sorry. I'm oh. sorry. <laughs> yes. Okay. Now I, I've got to see, and people will do that now. Now people, we're asking people to send Chef Obi-Wan pictures now, oh, right? great. I love it. If I could do anything artistic, like draw, I would send one of, of him holding a fresh baked loaf of bread. I'm going to guess some of your, your listeners will go ahead and do that now. Okay. So That's well, start true. That. We're counting on them now. We have a few. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, James, what can we say? Right, Lauren? I mean, this is a yeah. dream come Thank true. Thank you so much. Say, hello there. And never <laughs> stop. I was going to say, how, ask me that. Yeah, how many I, times have you been asked to say it? I mean, well, I I need to start making like videos at the cons of people saying hello there, I guess, because, you know, everybody comes <laughs> up and I always say it first. Yes. <laughs> and and then they they go. He said it. He said the thing. And I think, well, of course I did. Why wouldn't I? It's, yeah. It makes people say. smile. It's what it's it's what it is. So yeah. does anyone ever respond to you with the general grievous? Oh, all the time. <laughs> general Kenobi. Yeah. I say you're a bold one, and then I say your move. But you know that Grievous was the one that actually said hello there first because yes. of the Clone Wars. That's true. Yes. Makes me a little sad, but it's all right. We love Grievous <laughs> in that odd, twisted sort yeah. of way. Yeah. <laughs> we had such a great time with Matt being at Celebration, and we we're like trying to get him to go on the road with us and do more of these shows because he's he is such a funny guy and an yeah. amazingly talented man that has had an amazing career. I, I can't wait for the documentary on his life because, you know, he grew yeah. up with learning from Ben Burt, who is yeah, just the wow. master yeah. and all that. So, uh, but he is a really funny guy. He's got a great sense of humor. And uh, so the two of us in a car riding back to the hotel for the things <laughs> is always an experience. Just a, a, a whole thing of fun going on in there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so now uh, I, I so look forward to many years of most things, Kenobi. Oh, but, you're so um, kind. And if there's any other things I can do for you all, you have to let me know. And uh, if there's any little, you know, Kenobiisms that we haven't recorded before, you let me know, <laughs> and we'll do them again. Or maybe all of the folks listening can say, "What would we like Obi Wan to say?" And we make it exclusive to your podcast. Then, yes. Yeah, thank you. We can That's definitely bring that up. That's okay, James. You're. <laughs> You're just a dear. Thank you for being oh, yeah, good on. friends you. to us. Absolutely. If you need unpaid extras for your Okay. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, if we get this comic book one done, we really do want to uh, have as many fans and and friends in there as possible. We're professional nerds. Shout outs. Yeah, so, yes. we'll, <laughs> we'll have to 
we'd have to have it like the podcast on a screen behind somebody at one point and then you know whatever i want to try to put as many easter eggs in it as possible because oh, boy. you know like you know there's not a lot of movies that are out there that are that and so that's what i really hope and that's what i tried to do with the script that i wrote was really have it really for the fans and because it's going to be shot in a comic book shop i want all the art to be actual fan art that's uh, great i love that too, idea so. this sounds so fun yeah, it is a fun little movie. It's about so it's about a voice actor that uh, is named J. A. Christensen that nobody's ever seen, and so uh, it's kind of homage to all the voice actors. In, in the very beginnings of my career, I actually tried very hard to not have anybody see what I look like, and um, that lasted till about Final Fantasy X came out, and then people started, you know wanting to interview me and stuff for that but and then clone wars of course messed that up entirely but um, <laughs> yeah i've always loved the mystery of like what's the person that does all the voices look like and stuff and so that's yeah. what it's about it's about this fan this group of fans that kind of live in this comic book shop it's like cheers at a comic book shop that's cool. and they conspire to get this guy to come to the comic book shop for a signing and so that's uh that's the the new storyline of the because we put a couple of trailers out about it but yeah so i think it'll be fun so hopefully that's we'll get great. that movie made in the next year ashley said that she has time next year so i said okay then we will try to get it made and try to that's get amazing because i also want to show everybody what a, a tremendous on-camera actor is you know she she started oh, yeah. as an on-camera actor yeah and she is really really funny and talented and and a, a wonderful actress so I would love for her to star in a movie and have her have that opportunity so that's that's what I'm really going for that's a wonderful yeah we yeah. love her and we, we have faith in her that would be yes wonderful <laughs> yeah. I, I, she's yeah. so adored it's pretty special what she's done with uh, the community and and sure in creating is. clothing and all of that as well you know yeah. Uh, so yeah but I'm, I'm a big fan of all my my castmates so well, whatever project you ever have going on, if you ever want to promote it, we will help you with that anytime. Well, thank you. Yeah, so I just finished a movie called Hidden Blessings, and it's a movie I wrote five years ago and uh, finally just decided to shoot it on my own with my friend Matthew Buds. And he uh, is a great guy, and so the two of us made this movie literally just in every corner of my house with a <laughs> handful of actors that we found, some really talented young actors we found out here in uh, Tennessee where we live. And put it together and it's getting a lot of really good attention from the people that have seen it. I've put the trailer out. Uh, we're hoping to get distribution for all the music. Now I, I used some music from a band called Jars of Clay and I had the opportunity to meet the lead singer of Jars of Clay, uh, Dan Hazeltine. And turns out he and his son are Clone Wars fans. So that was good. Oh, so nice. <laughs> so um, we ended up uh, hitting it off and we've been talking about it. So I'm trying to acquire all the rights to their songs. And once I do, then hopefully we'll get the movie out there and distribute it. And I don't know exactly how we'll do it, but um, you know, it'll be out there soon. But it's about a painter and, um, and this painting and this gal that finds it and there's questions of whether or not this man is possibly maybe her father or whatever and then she stumbles across it's a it's shot as a documentary we did that out of the fact that that was the easiest way to shoot a movie mm -hmm. when you don't have a huge budget but also i'm a huge fan of documentaries mm -hmm. and i hope that some people will watch it and go is this real is that guy real you know uh That's and cool. so <laughs> it's it's a lot of fun it has a lot of ups and downs a lot of drama but uh, a lot of sweet moments in it too and so hopefully it shows people another side of old obi Wan as well of too course, so. yes. but i have my obi-wan beard in the movie so that's oh, excellent. <laughs> and i sneak in i do sneak in a lot of uh, obi-wan easter eggs in there too oh so. nice 
Yeah. You got to satisfy those fans, right? That's right. Yeah. And the podcast is hopefully coming back here very soon. I'll, I'll yes. record another episode soon. But I've been, I, you know, I had taken a break from podcasts for a while. So yours is the first I'm, I'm doing. Uh, oh. But I am doing a friend's podcast uh, that's first episode of it in a, in a couple of days where they take Disney rides and they Star Warsify them. Star oh, wow. Warsify? Yeah. Interesting. So uh, we'll be doing that. I think I'm, I chose Pirates of the Caribbean. And so, oh, that sounds uh, like fun. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I, <laughs> I've written that. I'm interested yeah. <laughs> to hear how this gets Star Warsified. <laughs> yeah, and now you know if you go to Disney World and ride on that, yes. I am the voice of the skull. Yeah. So my best friend, really? who yeah. lives like 40 minutes from Orlando, okay, we go there constantly. Every single park, he's filling me with facts, and that was actually <laughs> one fact I gave him. So <laughs> ah, look at that. Yes. <laughs> Dead men tell no tales. You yeah. sent me video of you on the rise of Skywalker or whatever that rise is. of the resistance. Yes, yes. Lieutenant Beck. Yes, and so I was like, good. you know, that's James yeah. right there in your video, right? <laughs> I have a bad feeling about this. It was yes. so that that ride is something. But yeah, that was my homage to actor John Hurt. I don't know if you know. Oh, Harry I love Potter. John Hurt. You know, John yes. Hurt. And I had been his voice double for many years. And um, when he passed, I thought, you know, it'd be great to do like a little homage to him. So, so Lieutenant well. Beck is, you know, a cousin of Admiral Akbar, I imagine. Wow. Now that you're right saying there. that, yes. my brain, it's, that, <laughs> that's John Hurt. <laughs> yes. Great. Harry Potter. Yes. So, yeah. well, anyway, so there you go. So, awesome. Well, I, I'm sorry. I'll just keep going and going if you don't stop me. So, uh, I mean, we, <laughs> we, if we had all day, we would let you keep Yeah. Talking. Well, we'll just, we'll say, we'll say that we'll do this again sometime. And then I we'll. I like uh, that. And maybe That'd we'll do most, most things Plo Koon. I like no, that too. <laughs> <laughs> a new twist. Or I'll bring a guest like Catherine Tabor or, you know, Matt Lanter or somebody next time, huh? That would be amazing. Don't forget, I have this question for Matt. <laughs> yes. <laughs> If you need any nudge, if he needs any nudging, tell him there's a very important question I need to answer. <laughs> I really I was going to ask him at celebration, but it remains oh. a mystery. Matt is so funny because he'll go, "Gosh, I don't remember." He he doesn't remember <laughs> anything, but I think it's convenient sometimes that he doesn't remember. <laughs> I had a picture pulled up and ready because I said uh -huh. if he tries to. Yes. Yeah, I was gonna. You know this scene. Like, anyway, okay, I'm that person. Good. But. <laughs> Do you have any other projects you want to talk about before we let oh you go? Oh, my goodness. Um, well, like I say, the, the films, thank you for letting me plug those. And uh, always people can go to my website and stuff. Um, and please subscribe to my YouTube channel if you get a chance. It's James yeah. Arnold Taylor. Look it up and find it. Um, I'm so close to 100,000 subscribers. I've been we gotta close get you that button. for uh, so yeah. long. And, um, yeah. So, But uh, other than that, I'm trying to think of other things. That I'm, well, there's a, a show called The Garden from my friend Butch Hartman that he created. And I play Lenny the Lion in that. There's right. a new uh, cartoon. Most of these are like toddler uh, shows and like young young kids shows. That one is. And then another one called The Dead Sea Squirrels that was made by the guys oh. that did Veggie Tales. And <laughs> uh, I, I actually play the bad guy in that, which is kind of oh, fun. Okay. I don't usually get to play a bad guy, so that was fun. And, um, and then there's some other other things I'm trying to think of other little projects there's, there's a couple others there might even be one or two that I'm going to do some on camera work on so uh, oh cool yeah awesome. so I'll start popping up in more ways but thank you for That's asking exciting. 
Well, thank you so, so, so much for all of the kindness you've always showed us and for making time to come on here. I know you have an Absolutely. extremely busy schedule, so oh, we appreciate yes. well, you. Well, you know, the life of a Jedi is always on the move. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> always on the run, always on the go. On the and move, you decided yes. to stop by and speak to us. We're humbled. Thank oh, you. Oh, well, thank yeah, you. Truly. Thank you. Well, may the Force be with you both, as I know it is. Yes. But, Leanne, please stay on the light side. <laughs> Don't worry. For now. <laughs> Lauren, I have a bad feeling about this one. What do you think? Yes, I think we might be in a bit of trouble. All right. <laughs> Especially if Anakin's around. She's a goner. I'm gone. <laughs> Well, Stay on the high ground. I'm good. I'm good. I just find him psychologically interesting. I just he's he's the onion that is just keeps getting more and more layers. You know, it's just boy. I yeah. Enjoy. No, I will come back because we need to talk about that sometime, which I've never really done because I always think it would be fascinating to really see all the places they could go with just Anakin Skywalker alone. I'm yeah. game if you're game. Yeah. We game? Okay. Come back whenever you have time. <laughs> yeah. awesome. From a certain point of view, right? It'll be yes. from Obi Wan's point of view. We'll unwrap that onion. All right. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much, and may the force be with you. And everyone will subscribe. And and pat patrons, we need we need as many patrons as we can get. Oh. So you will become a patron on most things Kenobi. Jedi mind trick required here. Yes, no. You will. You will subscribe. All right. Thank you so much. And if they do, you know what? If they do, we'll have to. So let's do an arrangement here. If we can get some new patrons, I will. I will do a special message for them or a signed thing or something exclusively for most things Kenobi. All right. All right. And, and the three of us will work that out, and you will talk to my wife. She'll figure it out for me. She figures Thank everything you. out for me, uh, my lovely wife, Allison. But uh, so, yes, we let's do that, okay? So we'll say that right now. If if you become a patron, then, you know, I know that seems like bribery, but it's not. It's, uh, they'll, <laughs> it's they'll be, not. We'll just say there's some special, there'll be some special Obi-Wan stuff for you, all right? For the, ne for the next, you know, 10 patrons, all right? Thank Love you. It. You're amazing, James. Yes. Thank oh, you. Okay. You're just so good, kind. Good. Thank you. Absolutely. Yes. All right. Well, may the force be with you all. Well, friends, that's it for our James Arnold Taylor interview. At least until next time. Fingers crossed. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. I think it's pretty clear that Leanne and I were having a blast We'd like to thank James once again, not just for making time to come on the show, but for all of the kindnesses he's shown us over the years. Though he is immensely talented, with an amazing body of work to prove it, he's humble and sincere in a way I and many of our listeners find inspiring. So James, on behalf of all your fans, I thank you. For those interested, a video version of this interview is available for our Jedi Masters tier on Patreon. We also have a few more tidbits James filmed with us just for our patrons that will be available for all tiers coming very soon. So keep an eye out for that. And if you follow Most Things Kenobi on Instagram, you saw the big news that I actually got to meet James in person recently. It was amazing. And as he stated in this week's episode, he signed 10 autographs for our patrons. I have them here in my hands now. So we'll be running a giveaway on Patreon very soon. Stay tuned for more details. If you aren't already a patron, please consider joining. We have tiers as low as $3 a month 
And not only do you get access to fun extras and an amazing supportive community, it also helps us produce this podcast, which hopefully you enjoy and love. On a different note, we will be taking next week off our first break in two years. So no new episode will drop next Tuesday, but don't worry. We'll be back the following week with a fun conversation about the Twitter controversial Grey Jedi. Thanks, Michelle, for the inspiration. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Most Things Kenobi podcast. We appreciate every single one of our patrons and are grateful for your support. If you would like to support the podcast and become a patron, head over to Most Things Kenobi Patreon. As always, you can follow us on Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, and don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast player. If you enjoy our podcast, feel free to rate us on Spotify and Apple. And if you need just one place to find all of these, head over to mostthingskenobi.com. So until next time, my space twin, may the force be with you. Always. <laughs>